Welcome to episode 118 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday afternoon. Myself, Drew Skyberg, joining you to share all the news in the Wisconsin sports world as always. It's great to be back here on yet another episode, episode 118 again. And today we'll be going through, we got three main topics and we'll start in the world of high school sports. We'll talk about two teams from the same school that made it to state. We'll also then talk through um, how it fared for a team around the area, not in the EWC, but in the Big East Mishkat. We'll talk about their state game that took place on Friday in the high school world. Uh, we're going to talk all conference teams next week. So if you're waiting on those, I'll be in next week's episode. I'll be getting that information. And then we're going to be going to the world of the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk about week 11, how it's gone so far. I'm recording before week 11's game here at 110. Last week, uh, Sunday's game, you know, week 11, how it works out kind of in the schedule. But anyways, we'll talk through week 12. We'll talk about who's hot, who's struggling a little bit, uh, when we're going to get some guys back. You know, the usual here is what we'll be looking at. And then we're going to go over, you know, I, I, I was talking about, I'm like, we're going to wait until we get more information on the Milwaukee Bucks coaching situation. Is it Adrian Griffin? Is it not? And then episode comes out. A day later, that they confirm it's Adrian Griffiths. I'll just highlight kind of what all went through in those details. It actually worked out later in the week. We got more assistant coaching details on specifics, so I got some fun facts to share with you all on that. So those are the three main things we'll be looking at today. And again, at True Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok here. Just a reminder on that. So let's get going here. Let's go right through it. We're going to start in the world. We'll go right away to softball, actually. We'll talk about, so Mishakot, I talked, was the last team in the area that was left. And um, they had a state game then in Division Three, Or, well, they, yeah, in Division Three, um, there. And they played a tough squad. And um, unfortunately, their season came to an end in, in that one. Um, they played Mayville was the team. And... Fun fact, actually, Jordan Lorenz, right? Uh, he was actually on the call for this one down in Madison. So small world, and um, it was good good to hear that. And unfortunate, though, Mishkat season comes to an end. Uh, big thing on the radio broadcast they discussed was the sun was just a brutal down there in Madison. They were playing in the afternoon. Like it was like a 12 or 1 o'clock game. And the um, report I got was sun was tough. Fly balls were a challenge, uh, you know, and we, we see it even in the big leagues on the baseball side. You know, sometimes the sun just gets in the way. Um, so, unfortunate, you know, way for the Mishkat season to come to an end, too. They played a tough Mayville squad, and uh, kudos to Mishkat making it, you know, um, this far, right, a great season for them, um, and just keeping that dynasty in softball going and, right, in other sports as well, so. Congratulations to, to Michigan on a great season. Although not EWC, we still want to congratulate schools in the area. Um, but that that actually wrapped up our softball season. But I decided, like, well, let's just not do all conference for softball today. We still got baseball going on because the Kiel Raiders. I talked about how we have a good shot of an EWC team making it to state. I talked about how Kiel, New Holstein square off. Kiel wins that one four to three. And then, so they played, we talked about how the doubleheaders were. This was on Tuesday, June 6th. This game played at one o'clock 
right after Hercule gets this four to three win, they got to play at four o'clock. They got to play right away after this game. They played Shy or no, not Shy Octon. They played at this was at Shy Octon. They played Amherst. Amherst won against number eight Auburndale. We talked about how that was going for them, but then in this one, it was Keel and Amherst, and Keel wins at two nothing. The Keel Raiders are going to state. So congratulations to them in baseball. A dominant year there for the Raiders. That pitching staff is what we talked about, you know, near the end of the season, going through stat leaders, um, a really nice staff. And um, Keel currently, I, I see him as 25 and two. So, you know, Keel um, there, they get the job done and they, they're going back to state there in baseball. So congrats to them on that. And we do have a time. We do have an opponent already for state. They are going to be playing Tuesday, June 13th. So in two days from now, and they're going to play where the Timber Rattlers play. So in Appleton there, um, the neuroscience group field, I believe it's called now. Um, they're playing St. Croix Falls, who are currently 18 and 0. That game's going to be at 2.30 p.m. So that's where you're going to see that state tournament game there. 2.30, first pitch is what we're seeing. So congratulations again to Keel on that. And uh, we're going to get, Hopefully, um, well, I'll be able to report on that next week. We'll get some hopefully good details on that one. Um, anyways, let's go. Like baseball is kind of right. One team left. Just congrats to Keel winning those, winning both those in the doubleheader. Um, we got soccer. We had more games take place this past week. So we had that Keel Sheboygan Lutheran Sheboygan Christian game. That was at Keel Thursday, June eighth. That game, um, they win that one. They win six to two. And then Keel, they play Saturday. Then they played yesterday. Yesterday, um, they got the game in before the rain. It sounds like kind of game was at one o'clock at St. Mary Catholic. They played Lords Academy and then the Valley Christian, that co-op team we've talked about. They were the two seats. So the one and two squared off at St. Mary Catholic. In this one, Keel. Wins again, 5 nothing. They've only allowed two goals so far this year. Here's a, here's a stat for you. Currently, they have outscored their opponents. Uh, this is crazy. It's 36-2 to two is what I'm seeing. So, I mean, so it was 15 nothing in that first one, 10 nothing in the second. So there's 25 right there, 31 goals, and then 36 as they scored six and five respectively in their last two games. They've only allowed two in the second last one they allowed two. So that dominant stretch so far for Keel. And we do not have seeding yet. So I do not have an opponent yet on this one. Um, as these games took place yesterday, I'm imagining the seeding meetings tomorrow will know then their opponents for Friday. So they're either going to be playing at 4.30 or 7 on Friday, June 16th is one that we play in. So um, keep that in mind. But congratulations to both Keel teams making it to state. Not often we see that in spring sports where, you know, uh, two sports, two different sports from the same school make it in the same. You know, that's that's impressive. So congratulations to Keel on that. And that was that was mainly it today in the high school side. You know, seasons are wrapping up. Um, not, not as much news going on. But next week, I promise we got. We'll talk about how Keel did at state. We'll talk about like for both sports. 
and then we're also going to share some all conference teams. Uh, I'll work on getting that information. Um, get that in. Hopefully we'll share then kind of what's going on, who got named what, and looking forward to that. So that's going to wrap it up on the high school side here. So that's all. This is all from the WIAA.org uh, tournament website. Very nice. Check out their brackets. They have all the information there as you need. So let's go over to the Milwaukee. We'll do the Milwaukee Brewers. So as I'm recording before Sunday, full disclosure, they're going to be out without manager Craig Council today on Sunday, June 11th. He will not be managing today's game. Or if you're listening on Monday, he did not manage yesterday's game, as you saw. Reason being, um, again, graduation day at Whitefish Bay High School. So um, the talk with Craig Council, again, has been um, – we it's unsure. People are unclear if he's returning due to the fact that son's graduating. He's going to be playing college ball. And there's there's some questions on if because he's a family man, which you we all we all respect, right? Um, he's a family man that's gonna that if his son's playing, he's gonna want to watch those games. So um, missing out a lot of high school games because of baseball as well. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But um, for the Milwaukee Brewers case, currently thirty four and thirty one, um, having is it fair to say one of the worst. Uh, their worst weekend series of the year, maybe one of the worst series for them out of the year so far against the Oakland athletics. I've been to, I, I was at two games this past week. I talked about they win on Tuesday. They lose on Friday. They win in Tuesday and extras. It was on Friday and it's baseball. You know, it was athletics come in. Uh, fans are like, okay, this is easy sweep. These games aren't going to be close. You know, like, come on. And it was like, okay, um, we start the week Monday um, against the lefty, Andrew Abbott. He starts, and the Brewers score zero runs. Shocker, left-handed pitcher starts, score zero runs, score little to no runs. Then a, a really good Baltimore Orioles team comes into town. Brewers take care of business. They win Tuesday in extras. They win Wednesday 10-2. to two. And then... Thursday, they lose a day game. They were up three nothing. Bullpen comes. <laughs> just something. Some there's something each day for the Brewers and some of these losses that's just frustrating. The bullpen was Thursday's loss. Friday was the offense. Um, being at that one, they had no hits after the fourth inning against one of the worst, if not the worst, bullpen in baseball. It's actually one of the worst um, collective pitching staffs, including bullpen in modern history in terms of ERA. So. Well, you, you just gotta you just gotta laugh it off at this point because scoring a combined three runs between Friday and Saturday against historically again one of the worst pitching staffs pitching rotations you know uh, in recent history is remarkable. I mean this the ERA I believe was around a near six. So uh, you see my frustrations as you know can't score this A's offense is is no joke. That's what I, I've I've been telling people when I've been previewing it's. You know, this A's team can easily put up. They put up five runs Friday. They could, they can hit the ball. Um, so that's something where, you know, you can't just throw guys out there and expect them to get outs. Which the bullpen, unfortunately, we're just throwing some some guys out there who, you know, we don't have the depth right now. So very very frustrating if you're a fan, you know for Brewer fans. Um, I guess talking through Baseball Reference, I'll, I'll uh, through like some of the stats and whatnot or 
pulling those up on MLB, wherever you pull them up, you know, you could, you could see this as what we're looking at is, you know, we get a good outing from Burns last Wednesday. His ERA is down to three, three thirty-six, thankfully. But Hauser, I mean, on Friday, one of the more frustrating starts. The walks are getting out of control, um, collectively for the rotation and the, the bullpen. But um, especially bad, you know, on Friday, five or six walks for the team allowed. Um, and it's just been one of those. It's like, okay, Bryce Wilson, you can trust. You can trust Devin Williams. You trust Pyomps. Maybe Milner. Strazlecki's struggling right now um, to get outs. Uh, Tehran's look great. Tehran puts up another great start on Saturday. And it, he's doing it by limiting soft contact or limiting, limiting hard contact and generating soft contact. ERA at 1.48 right now for Mil or not for Milner, for Tehran. But. Man, Javi Guerra's ERA, right? He's not even on the team anymore. It was it was at eight at that at a point, and they were throwing him out there. They replaced him with Tyson Miller, whose ERA is a five a five eighty seven ERA and seven and two thirds innings. And with these guys, even like Statcast wise, like di- diving into the numbers, they're allowing hard contact. You know, we're not they're not suppressing fly balls. Um, so we're we're seeing the the problems. You know, and it's something it's not going to work. Uh, there's no other way to put it. The good news we do have on update side, Wade Miley is rehabbing double a Biloxi. Um, he's got a rehab start going on. Um, Jesse Winker homered in his rehab assignment. Um, so we have some guys who are working on coming back. Um, sounds like Woodruff might, might be back late June. I honestly, for Woodruff, I'm, I'm worried. Um, more, you know, I'm worried if it's going to be past late June, early July. Um, so we're going to monitor that. Matt Bush is still out, but Bush wasn't that effective, uh, as we know. It sounds like Lauer might be back, and not that like I don't think any of these guys eventually will be back this week, except Winker is the guy who I think it's possible. Miley could join the rotation at the start next week, is my, my belief. Same with Lauer, but. The point is we're going to be getting some guys back, which is coming at a great time, a needed time. Um, and the Brewers still are hovering around first place in the Central, too, which is remarkable. We'll go through a standings report in a second, but I'm hoping for Sunday. J.P. Sears is pitching our lefty. So the story we've seen this week is Craig Council and collectively, you know, the Brewers are trying to get more strategic and creative with these lineups because – we're having an issue where this team can't score runs against left-handed pitching. So one of the common things we're seeing now is we're actually seeing Owen Miller. He's getting moved around. You can actually find him in the leadoff spot some games, including today. He's going to bat leadoff against lefties. He did on Friday. He's got the speed. He's, again, like if we go stat cast-wise, his exit, average exit velo, max exit velo are below average to, lead, to, to in comparison to guys in the league, but – what you see with Owen Miller is it it's these soft liners where I I find interesting always with Savant where it's like, okay, soft liners tend to have right a lower expected batting average than if you hit the ball hard, right? Um but what, what Miller's so great at is his plus speed is, is gonna allow him to either beat some of these out or even um some of these soft liners actually just dropping. Like they're he's hitting them hard, like 
they're, he's hitting line, line drives, but they're just not as hard as, you know, people on average. He's not hitting these 100-plus screamers. He's hitting these 90-mile-per-hour ones that are finding holes, which he's still he's still getting on base. So it's like, okay, it's hard to look at those exit velo numbers and say, like, he's overperforming, he's going to regress because Miller's sustained it so far. And we're we're in June. I mean, we're almost at mid-June. So um, I'm not saying it's like his average is completely sustainable right now where, where he's batting. If I pull up his numbers right now, Owen Miller is batting 313. I'm not saying 313 with an 800 OPS is sustainable. But I think his numbers, you know, he's got nine stolen bases. I think we could see him be, you know, uh, more like a 12 home run. 12 to 15 home run, 30 steal guy, you know, um, a guy like that. Who's I think in terms of war is going to be up there on the team. Uh, haven't even talked about the guy in the thumbnail of this episode, Joey Weimer, who's put together his best week of his career, had the best game of his life too on Wednesday, hit some home runs. Uh, he's already up to eight home runs, 23 RBIs and 10 steals. So, I mean, looking at that OPS of 700 right now, he's brought his average up over 25 points in the last week. Um, and again, watching him swing, it's it's something. Uh, check swings every at-bat, every pitch, <laughs> it seems. But it, he's been effective. And Craig Weimer, his speed, his defense, you know, and then just his – he hits the ball hard when he hits the ball. 59 strikeouts seems like a lot, but he's hung in there, and he's actually put together some really nice at-bats. Unfortunately, Bryce Terrain goes down. Um, you know he's got to work on some things, but he was at nine steals. Uh, I think what this Brewers team has done that's really underrated is they get people on base, or they might not get people on base as much as you would want. But what this team does is they're able to. I'm not saying like they leave like when they leave runners on base and stuff, but they're able to. They do a great job moving runners around. So whether it's stolen bases. Whether you know it's advancing on wild pitches, it's you know ground balls that move guys over, not double plays. But my point being said is they do a great job of maximizing the runners they get on. I feel, and I think with stolen bases a great one. They've been very effective, like limiting caught steals as well. Like they've been, I mean, they've been extremely efficient. Yelch is sixteen of eighteen for steals this year. Weimer ten for eleven. Terang was nine for twelve. You know, uh, or nine out of 12, you know, these guys, Miller's nine out nine out of 10. Like, so they're having clips of over 90%. And I think what's crazy is this Christian Yelch right now. I know he's got right from the media and from others. Um, they talked about Yelich, just productivity falling off. Yelich is quietly right now on pace for 20 plus home runs and over 30 steals. So like, he's on pace for like 20, 35 season home run steals. That power-speed combo, you know, not prime Yelich, but, like, you'll take that. I mean, he's going to be – he his war's at 1.3. Williams is at 1.5. He's He's been dominant, you know. Not not dominant in the sense of, like, taking over the league, but, I mean, he's he's been very good this year. Maybe not all-star level, but he's been good. Because I've had people ask, actually, I mean, you know, just going over quickly before we go through Week 12's prediction. Um Owen Miller is going to be an all-star, I think. So I have a total of like three all-stars roughly. I got Owen Miller. I have, th- I have three, and I'll explain why I think I actually have four. 
I for sure own Miller, Corbin Burns, and Devin Williams are my three. But what will happen, I was going through catchers in the NL. I'm like, okay, Will Smith and JT Ramilto are going to be two guys we're going to look at. I think William Contreras is going to make it as a reserve last-minute guy. Um, I think he'll be, like, added on. Not last-minute, you know, but more of, like, one of those guys who either is picked by the manager, right, or is going to be just added overall. So not sure how it's going to be done, but we're going to see how it's going to go. So um, I'm hoping we get four all-stars again. I'm not too big into that where, Oh, we didn't get that all-star. It's, you know, whatever, but it's always good to see the Brewers be represented there during all-star week. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about the team right now. Let's go to, so week 11's prediction was pretty good. Um, issue is this weekend kind of threw everything off. I had the Brewers. Do, I did have them losing Saturday. So I did have that one. I had them winning on June 9th. I have them also winning June 11th. So I have the winning today. If you're listening, uh, it was overall decent week. I had them winning Monday as well. They, the problem was Andrew Abbott kind of got thrown in the pitching mix where I talk about making those predictions. It throws kind of off how I have it done. So a lot of forecasting, and sometimes there's things that change where it's interesting throughout the week. But we get a short week this week. We got for week 12, five games only. Brewers are off on Monday and Thursday. And then they go to Minnesota, face the Twins for a two-game set. Tuesday, 6.40 p.m. That game again in Minnesota. That's the first pitch, 6.40. Looking no giveaways, what I'm seeing. Uh, game on Wednesday, out of market, LB Network is the one cool thing going on there. And then um, on Thursday, June 15th, there is an off day there as well. Those are what I mentioned. We go. To, then we have a weekend set with the Pittsburgh Pirates. We have some giveaway things going on there. So Friday, June 16th, it's a special ticket package, golf night there. And that is on, fr- again, Friday, June 16th. So you get a bobblehead. And then on Saturday, it's a 310 first pitch. So a 310 Saturday game again here. And I, I almost missed Friday Apple TV Plus. So I know, I know people don't like that. Relax. I know, but it's on Apple TV Plus again. Brewers for the third time this year will be on Apple TV Plus, I should add. Saturday, then we have Bally Sports at 310. That one is Craig Council. Indiana Jones bobblehead day. That is again, a special theme package as well. And then we have father's day. So the promotion, I believe is a bucket hat. You have to be 21 plus. I didn't see how many are given out, but that game's at 110. Of course it's on Valley sports, Wisconsin, and that's father's day again. So I'm seeing, um, trying to see right now what the, what we're looking at, but so we had a little, little latency issue there, but, um, Apologize for the technical difficulties, but I do have it up now. Or um, it was a Brewers bucket hat. It's first ten thousand ticketed fans. That's what you were looking for. Twenty one plus again on that. So keep in mind those are the giveaways we're looking at. Some great things going on there. Um, but again, that's Sunday, June eighteenth. Is that one? So five games this week. I'll have my record prediction out tomorrow morning. I don't want to give away too much on that. Let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks quickly here before we wrap up. And the news kind of going surrounding. It's official. 
Adrian Griffin is your new Milwaukee Bucks head coach. Certainly seems like a player's hire I talked about. Um, and again, um, he's going to be a guy who you want to have on. And I want to talk about some of the assistants he brought. He brought So high, like uh, highlighting the assistants, Joe Prunty or Prunty, I've heard it both ways, um, is going to join as one of his assistants. And you might remember that guy. Um, not from his time in Phoenix or Atlanta, where he was most, most recently. He was the Bucks interim head coach again in 2017-2018. Many of you remember him there down the stretch. He was actually considered as a potential hire, I believe, after that. But um, he, what happened with him was Boonholzer came and was available, so they def- they wanted him there. And then some other guys joined the staff as well. Patrick Batumbo also, who did, he was, and he was an assistant um, with Matumbo, kind of his path uh, with Phoenix last year's assistant. He was one of Monty Williams' assistants, who we know is now in Detroit. So kind of a lot of moves with some of the bigger name head coaches for the contenders. So there's some connections. I, I believe Matumbo was also an assistant with with Griffin under Nick Nurse. So that's something to monitor there. So those are some of the two assistants right now who we know. I just saw Charles Lee before we went live here. Charles Lee took a, a new coaching position, so he will not be returning as a Bucks assistant. Um, then also Vin Baker and Josh Oppenheimer will remain on the Bucks staff. So the assistant, it's all lined out. I don't know who the top assistant is right now. You know how sometimes we have that in case of, um, let's say Griffin gets tossed, whatnot. But um, it's interesting to see Adrian Griffin's going to be the guy in Milwaukee. I'm happy for him. I'm really happy about this hire, um, right? Again, having a guy from the Raptors coaching tree, actually, I, I'm a fan of Um you know, I think Nick Nurse is one of the great basketball minds, and I I do think the Nurse coaching tree is going to be a thing that's going to come out in the next ten years, and we're already seeing it right here in in a hire like this. So it's really really good to see. Um, and he's got a lot of assistant coaching experience in, in terms of NBA as well. So um, he's been a part of playoff teams. He's the seventeenth coach in head coach in Milwaukee Bucks franchise history, and it's really exciting to see. Again, Adrian, join the squad. Um, and I'm seeing the, yeah, and then the press conference was was held last week. So, um, again, happy about this hire. Um, please, it was not one I expected, but I, I should have thought more, you know, looking back at it. Um, some of those guys who I was talking about, I'm like, what if Bucks got Monty Williams, some of these experienced guys? I should have thought about more, like, what if they got one of their assistants as well? Like, or instead, you know, a guy, because when those guys get fired, we know how the assistant coachings, coaches, that, that always moves around. So Griffin became of interest when Nurse got fired is what I'm assuming. So now future lesson learned, kind of look, at least for myself personally, and I know a lot of the other prediction pre, people who made predictions on who was hired had similar ones to as I did, where we thought we were going to get a, get a guy with like head coaching a lot of head coaching NBA experience with with some contenders but um 
certainly now looking more into what do these assistants bring to the table is, is it something I'm going to use my future analysis. So congratulations again to Adrian Griffin and that's going to wrap it up here. Um, but before we go scheduling wise this Wednesday, Around 4.30, 4.45, I'm thinking, Central Time. Journey to Million, myself, joined alongside Zach Roush and Jared Valeski on that. And then I'm going to be previewing another DFS MLB slate on Saturday. I appreciate all the continued support on those. I love sharing my thoughts and details on what's going on in this MLB DFS slate. Especially on a Saturday. Enjoy, you know, enjoy the weekend. Spend some time with your family and friends and, you know, watch some baseball. So it's always fun to do that. And one more announcement before I go journey to a million live show. Yes, it's happening. Um, I'm excited to announce that a live show will be returning to Petsco brewery, bringing a journey to a million live show there. Um, looking forward to that. Paul Hoffman and Petsco brewery. They do or Petsco brewing. They do a great job. there. food's phenomenal. And of course there'll be drinks and such. And that will be Thursday, August 10th. So in that one, um, we're going to be previewing, right? We got to be, it's August. I was like, we got to be talking football there. So Zach and Jared coming along, talking football. Um, we're going to do Packer season preview. We're going to be going through some NFL, just NFL general predictions. Talk about what, what the season looks like, who are going to be the guys to monitor, right? More for the casual, right? Even a casual NFL fan, you want to know who, Who's going to be the MVP favorite? Who's the guy who's looking like they're going to have a big year? We're not going to be talking, you know, about in Dynasty. You're looking at like some second or third string guys who might have a shot. We'll be talking about the big names, how they're going to do, what do we think is going to happen, who's winning the NFC North, right? The things that people want to know. And then lastly, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to, we'll have, we'll have a little Q&A thing at the end. Um, but it's going to be a great time. Thursday, August 10th. 7 p.m. at Petskill Brewing. Details are on at True Sports Crew. And then we'll also have an event up on Facebook while Petskill Brewing posts an event. I'll be sharing that event around. Keep it all consistent and concise there. That's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday afternoon. Thank you all for listening to another episode of True Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.